and welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. All four of us tonight. It's a great night. Um, fellas, how are your holidays? Uh, you know, Christmas just passed. Just want to check in. How was the how are your friends? How are your family? Everything went well. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, glad to see, got to see some family. Uh, I didn't get to go see my family in Virginia, but can't go see them every year. Wish I could have, though. Yeah, my girls had a good one. Spent time with family. It was good to get together. Yeah, man. Daughter got to open some presents this year, first time. So it was great to see. Great Christmas. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Same with me. This was Hannah's like first Christmas of like being able to actually do some stuff. So it was fun to watch. Um, but we're back, boys. Can't most really. Crucial, most crucial week of any fantasy season. It's championship week. Let's get to it. Um, we got a, we we brought up an idea. <clears throat> you know, you're gonna hit you're gonna hear these must start guys, but we wanted to bring up a couple of guys that we think you should avoid starting. Um I actually want to bring up another player. Hasn't scored in seven weeks. I want to talk about Mark Andrews. I actually thought Mark Andrews was waiver wire material going into last week. It has been a rough seven game stretch for Mark Andrews. It's been a rough seven-game stretch for the Ravens' passing offense, and I can even put that into all year. This passing offense has been awful. Complete fantasy bust for what you drafted him at in round two. Yeah. Uh, to me, year. Yeah, to me, Mark yeah. Andrews is not a must-start. I would actually leave Mark Andrews on my bench. Uh, false. Who do you have as potential fill-in for Mark Andrews? Because the position yeah. is so scarce. Yeah. Not like a bunch of, you know, tight ends just flying up the board. Yeah, that, that's yeah, I guess the, it comes yeah. down to, like, are you starting, like, Tyler Higby-esque players or are you starting Mark Andrews? I mean, I know Higby just went off for a great game, but, like, you're not going to get that every week. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where it becomes difficult. But my thing is, is, you know, you're not – I just don't trust this Ravens passing offense. I, I don't. Um, Especially without Lamar. Yeah. I'm not sure if Lamar's even playing this week. Um, the run game has looked great. J.K. Dobbins alone has 300 rushing yards in the last three games. Gus is chipping in. Uh, the running game looks great. Tyler Huntley pitching in 90 rushing yards last week. I think that's their bread and butter. That's where I think they go. Um, it It's just scary, man. Like I said, Mark, you got him in the second round. He hasn't he hasn't provided second round value. Uh, Higby's a good name. Um, what about a conquest? I actually started him my last two weeks in the playoff. He didn't play well last week, but it was okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we can go down the list. I mean, you get a guy that's kind of came late into the season, Jawan Johnson. I like Jawan Johnson. Who's been playing fantastic with the Saints? I, I mean, he's starting a guy over. like uh, Cole Komet. He's had, his, he's had his peaks and valleys. Um, it. I mean, it, so is Andrews, though. That's kind of the point. You're yeah, telling it's people a, you yeah. a guy that drafted to be their tight end one in their championship yeah, week. You got to have some options. Yeah, they said anything on waiver wires right now. Lamar is questionable. I know he's going to. He. I don't think he has practiced yet. Yeah, he's still um, day. That PCL strain is something serious. Uh, I think they hold him off. They ha- they have a guaranteed playoff spot at this point. Yeah. 
they've been winning without them. Just get them yeah. healthy for that playoff run. They're going to yeah. match up more than likely against the winner of the AFC South, whether that's Jacksonville or Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're sitting the thing is, The only thing that's weird about the whole Mark Andrews situation, just to tie it back in, is like, I thought he would have been playing better because remember last year, Huntley was the one that was giving these monster numbers to Mark Andrews. And then this year, you see a complete flip and it's just all run game. Yeah. Huntley, Huntley has four career passing touchdowns in the league, three to Mark Andrews. Right. One last yeah. week to Demarcus Robinson. So I figured the same thing. I figured it's going to be a high volume share from Mark Andrews. It just hasn't played out that way. Yeah. I don't understand. But Greg Roman's back to doing what Greg Roman does. Tyler Huntley had, Tyler Huntley had, 13 carries last week as the quarterback. Dobbins had 14. Gus had, what, 10 by himself, too. It's just the run games here. That's how they're winning games. It's great right. defensive play, run game. So, like I said, if you can avoid starting him, I'm avoiding Mark Andrews this week. Yeah. It's plenty fair. Um, um, jump in. Yeah, AJ, AJ had a couple that he wanted to mention as well. Uh, my, my number one guy is I'm sitting Nick Chubb. Um, for a guy, regardless of how much volume he gets, um, he's very touchdown dependent just because you don't get the catches from him. Um, if he's not scoring your touchdowns, you're getting a, a floor of like 80 to 100, uh, 120 yards. Eight to 12 points isn't what I want from Nick Chubb. I want that touchdown volume. He's only got one touchdown in the last six games. Um, they're, going up, they're going up against Washington in Washington, who has a good run defense. Um that offense hasn't clicked since Watson has stepped in there uh, under center. I think they were actually moving the ball a lot better with Jacoby Brissett. Um, like I said, if, if Chubb's not getting in the end zone, then he, he's not really a good play. I think there's other guys that have uh, emerged late here in the season, um, such as anybody in Carolina backfield. You got Rashad White, um, just a couple examples there. Yeah, you mentioned James Cook, who I really like as well. I do like James Cook this week. I'm actually starting him in my 14-man league. I actually started him last week. He came up huge. That big touchdown run for me actually won my matchup by 11. That kind of determined it there. Um, so just a few options there. I'm just – you hate to do it to Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb, but I, I need points. Well, you're you're not wrong. Cleveland's offense has scored three touchdowns since Deshaun Watson's been back. Um and they look like they're playing really safe. Deshaun Watson's played, what, four games? Four, three, four, whatever it is. They have five play. They have five registered explosive plays, attempts of 20 yards or more. Hmm. They're playing safe. They're playing everything near the line of scrimmage, right. not moving the ball well. It it looks not rough. Not to mention this Washington defense is stellar. <laughs> it's Washington, and it's Chase the front seven back, of the Washington defense that is causing yeah. teams problems, so. And Chase Young is back. How much he'll play will be to determine, but Chase Young is back nonetheless. Um, I told AJ before we started, I felt you had to start Nick Chubb just based off the touches you're going to get. Um, but I will say I'm not starting anyone in Cleveland with confidence. I can agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Yeah. I'm not sitting Nick Chubb personally because I think that's a little too bold and a little too rich for my blood, but I can definitely understand the trepidation. Uh, he hasn't been very successful the last few weeks. He just hasn't been as efficient as he normally is. Nick Chubb has always been able to be reliable in terms of efficiency, uh, four and a half yards per carry generally, and that just hasn't been the case consistently like the last three weeks. 
Uh, he's been under four and a half yards per carry twice in the last three weeks. So just very unusual for Nick Chubb. Uh, but guy that I'm a little bit nervous about starting this week, I don't necessarily know if you should bench him, but if you have another option, I would definitely go with it probably as uh, Aaron Jones, just a guy who's not getting any rushing volume. He's only had over 15 carries on in a game five times this entire season. Um, in the last few weeks, it just hasn't been – they've been leaning on A.J. Dillon when it comes to the run game. Uh, Aaron Jones is very – pass catching reliant if he's not getting those receptions he's just not scoring you fantasy points and it's super difficult to project any sort of receptions in that Packers offense especially this time of year with the weather that's going on uh guys I feel a little bit more comfortable with right now Brian Robinson Ty Algier um these are guys that are coming on strong and offenses that are competing uh the Falcons are out of it right now but they're still trying to see what they have in some of their young guys so I think Ty Algier is a really good option if you could pick him up uh Brian Robinson another young guy there in Washington who kind of taken over that backfield so uh yeah Aaron Jones just not getting it done in terms of getting those carries and again I'm not too sure what you're getting out of him in the passing work so if you had a better option than Aaron Jones this week I would uh fire him up right yeah. Damn, got you got speechless on Aaron Jones, huh? No, you're, oh, you're... no one's going to chip in there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have nothing to say. I was about to go up on my tangent, but I figured. I have to start Aaron Jones in the league, and it scares the shit out of me, especially he rolled his ankle up in the first quarter, and he was yeah. not consistent. I've been hurt the last two weeks. I beat my brother by seven in a playoff matchup that I think was disgraceful. We scored both under 100 points. It was just absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. Those are rough. You week. fall under that category of lucky. That's oh yeah, for that week, this week was extremely <laughs> lucky. I had to start Zach Wilson. I lost Jalen Hurts. Oh god, nobody oh, cares god. about your fantasy team. How do you feel about yeah. Aaron Jones? <laughs> I I have to start Aaron Jones. It scares the shit out of me. You're absolutely right. Um, Della, you got anybody? Oh yeah, uh, it's funny. All like three of us have a running back as an option. Who was your guy, Stephen? Oh yeah, tight end. Uh. This is, I mean, this kind of goes without being said recently, at least for me. Uh, in all formats, if you can, I'm sitting DeAndre Swift. Um, given he gives, he has a plus matchup against Chicago, but he's been splitting carries all year with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams leads the league in touchdowns. He's the guy in the red zone. It's not Swift. Um, now, say this, and he'll go drop two touchdowns and catch six balls for 90 yards and that would be my luck but the way it's looking uh he's had two games this whole season over 20 points and i don't know it doesn't do it for me just like frankie mentioned there was a big guy that i was going to talk about in my little segment was ty algier i would rather start ty algier over uh swift at this point honestly um he's just a guy that took over the backfield and they're favoring him over cordell at this point so at least if you're starting someone like Ty Azure, you know he's getting the bulk of the carries in that offense, and they are kind of sadly a run-first offense. Here's your Even time though, to talk about it. What about Cam Akers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for the, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Cam Akers has looked great the last four weeks. Um, now, I know I say that before we had like only like nine touches, but he still averaged over five yards per carry. Um, so say what you want about Cam Akers. See what he does next year. He looked great last week. The last two running backs to come off of Achilles injuries have looked pretty well. 
after they get a decent amount of games on there. On the other one being Deontay Foreman, who's looked strong great. all year yeah. this year, and he looked strong yeah. at the end of last year with Tennessee. James um, Robinson, anybody? Just going to forget about him? I he thought James Robinson was gone. buried on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. I'm very, saying you said the last two guys, James Robinson, just tore his Achilles last year. He's not he playing. Have a, well. He's he had a great start. He's, he's healthy scratches now. I know. That's my point. I don't know how that works. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, anybody got have, any wide receivers since we named? Yeah, I have the honorable mention. Yeah, I have an honorable mention. No, I got a wide receiver. If you got an honorable mention, go ahead. That is going to be any Arizona Cardinals wide receiver. Realistically, I do not trust this offense at all. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had 10 targets the other night. Three were deemed catchable. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Trace McSorley is awful. And this is coming from a Penn State fan. It was let, awful. Let him have it, Frankie. Let him have it. I just it's, – it's blowing my mind that this man has found another way to talk about Marquise Brown on a <laughs> no, podcast. No, I'm talking Every about any Arizona show. No, you said any Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, and Marquise Brown plays as wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> you somehow have fucking pigeonholed Marquise Brown into this damn show again. Somehow. We were that, – that was just back – or just nonsense right, right there. But anyway. You know what? I don't have to. No, I won't even no name you're done, Chalmers. You're done. I'm going on to my wide receiver. You done talked about three wide receivers in one wide receiver show. DK Metcalf. Don't start DK Metcalf this week. He's going up against the New York Jets passing defense. That is sauce. elite sauce over there on one side and DJ Reader on the other side. Um, I think Tyler Lockett's coming back with a broken finger or something, but – Either way, the Seahawks offense has just kind of fallen off a cliff the last, like, four weeks. Um, Metcalf himself has been pretty solid. He's a wide receiver 13 ranked right now in between, like, wide receiver 11, wide receiver 14. Uh, so tough to be like, hey, don't start your wide receiver one. Uh, but DK Metcalf is a guy who's got a very, very tough matchup going into this championship week. Uh, so if you got any better options – uh, I'd say DK Metcalf is probably going to be closer to a wide receiver three this week than a wide receiver one. So, uh, yeah, DK Metcalf, be mindful. Uh, mine's a little hotter. Um, I don't know. Then, uh, then a top 12 wide receiver? Yeah, it's a little hotter. Um, personally, if I have an option um, that's viable, I'm starting that option over any of the Miami wide receivers this oh, week. There. Um, yeah, it, I know it's hot, but with no Tua, um, they're going up at New England. I don't like that matchup, regardless of New England's exposure to not, um, or they are giving up a lot of big plays in the passing game. I just, I don't like Miami's offense right now without Tua. They've been struggling the last four weeks, not so much Waddle and Tyreek. But I just think without two of there, I, I think you're looking at a very um, low performance there for your fantasy championships between Miami wide receivers. Mm. You're in the championship for a reason because you're a good GM. And sometimes you got to make sure. that sacrifice in, in order to win your championship. So if that means you need to start somebody that's hot the last three, four weeks – over a Tyreek Hill or a Jalen Waddle? Sometimes you no way, no way you fit Tyreek Hill. Period. He's <laughs> leading the league in receiving yards this year. If he gets you, get you eight points and you lose by seven because you didn't start somebody on the bench, 
That's your limit the break. She don't sit the wide receiver one. I have Waddle. Same thing. It's hard to sit Waddle. I agree. I agree. I don't like the matchup at all. It's just, it's like, fuck, you're looking at your bench. Like, who do I start? I totally agree with you. I have no problem admitting the matchup sucks. You have yeah, to have that's a, a hard time sitting either of those guys, though. Realistically, what world are you sitting, Hill or Waddle? I mean, it sucks because those are the guys that have gotten you to this point, and you're now, not, you're, now you're expected think, to sit them yeah, in the championship. I think that's the cool. conversation is more or less just adjust expectations, but yeah. at the same time, I, I, think, I still think you can have expectations for a wide receiver one from Hill and at minimum a wide receiver two from Waddle, but I understand being cautious about it, but that New England defense is – been Swiss cheese in terms of big plays, and McDaniel's a good a good play caller. Who's throwing um, the ball this week? Teddy B, baby. Teddy B, bro. Is he Teddy two blows? I trust Teddy to get the job done. I love Teddy uh, in a must win game, but uh, I, I I get what you're saying. Like I said, you're not sitting DK Metcalf either, but I think your expectations need to be more wide receiver, low-end wide receiver two, wide receiver three range than the wide receiver one that you've gotten all year. AJ is right, though. Uh, the Dolphins are the streakiest team in football. It was like weeks one to four, four and oh. It's, it's so streaky because then they went four and oh, oh and four, three and oh, oh and four. Like, it's however it played out, they are the, one of the streakiest teams in football. And right now they are on the cold. Yeah, you just got you got to think. Most people that are in the championship have depth. Not everybody plays three wide receivers and yeah. two flex. So a lot of people are still in standard leagues where they play two wide receivers and just one flex. So if they have an option on the bench, utilize it. Some people have not been starting Devontae Smith all year in those shallower leagues. I'm starting yeah. Devontae Smith over both of them. Like, like somebody like that. Like, I'm not saying every league's different. Mm-hmm. That's why I said at the beginning, if you have a viable option that you're, you, mm-hmm, do I want to start him? Do I want to take the chance on that? Or do I want to keep rolling my big bogs, even though they have a bad matchup with their backup quarterback? I have no, I just, I get it. Tyree Kill, it's yeah. tough. I'm not even a Tyree no, Kill. No, I, I completely understand. I do. But. Mm-hmm. Those are the things. I just don't see any leagues where any guy has anybody as <laughs> reliable as Hill. Waddle, I get. It's the Hill part that I'm like, uh, that's where I'm going to get the no. back. Hell no. Waddle was nasty. Fuck that. Oh, dog. listen. You're talking to the number one Jalen Waddle stand over here, but I, he's still the wide receiver, too, on that team. So if you're talking about just volume generally, but – both of those guys, it only takes two plays and they've got you 75 yards and a touchdown. So uh, you can't sit that type of boom in a week where you need all the points you can possibly get. Waddle had one catch for 75 yards and a touchdown last week and he had 17 points. Like, even if that's all he had for the whole week, that's, that's a good week for a wide receiver. That's from their starting quarterback. Right. On a week where he had, was concussed. He got that in the first half, though. That was before he got, that on, he got that on the first drive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you saw his second second half stats: ninety yards, three interceptions. Three after, picks. Yeah, yeah, after the supposed head injury, it had to have been because he went from looking great right, right. to looking. They, like just, they keep saying they don't know when it happened. That's why yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, just uh, get in. I got the hottest ticket of all, y'all. 
How about this? Just taking a fucking random fucking shot in the air at this guy. Yo, Giants, baby. Fucking sick Kenny Galladay, that fucking piece of shit. Fuck <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Dang, that's hot. Listen, that's listen, that's all I had to say, but I just want to get to the juicy part of the, the episode. Uh, well, the people... Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yo, uh, yo, every time I turn around the red zone, the dude scores. Yeah, true. Yeah, also, if Nick Foles is playing quarterback, sit Michael Pittman. Just absolutely sit Michael Pittman. It's ridiculous. Um, so just don't play anybody that's got a backup quarterback because the advice we're giving is what I'm telling play. you right now. And let's guard and choose your quarterback, start A.J. Brown. And Devontae. With three wide receiver and two flex in A.J.'s league, I I have to start Pittman, and I do not want to start Pittman one bit. On to the next uh, Thursday night preview. Let's run it. Um, Dallas goes to Tennessee. Malik Willis against Dak Prescott, Derrick Henry show. Get some viable, viable matchups this week. Tennessee's 30th in the league against the pass. I expect a big day from Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. Um, let's just run it real yeah. quick. Thoughts on the game, boys? I think Dallas wins by 20. Yeah, Dallas is going to blow them out. I mean, if this, Malik this Willis like is a game starting. Dallas just comes out on yeah. prime time, and they beat them – 38 to 13, something like that. Tennessee is not going to be able to keep up with Dallas. They're all, their defense is terrible. They're, they're going to get behind. They're not going to be able to use Derrick Henry to kill the clock, run the game. What are you guys doing with the running back situation this week between Zeke and Pollard? Are you starting both of them, one of them, neither of them? I would start – if I had both, I'd start both. Zeke has scored an eight straight. <laughs> Zeke's getting I a lot love of love. Zeke. I was going to say, I don't, I don't understand Zeke's getting where the back Zeke up there came from. In talks. Yeah, I don't know where the, the, I know Pollard. The Pollard love kind of pushed Zeke down, but I he never stopped scoring touchdowns, so it's kind of yeah, weird. Everybody loves the big play. Zeke doesn't yeah. get that big play anymore. He gets those five to seven yard gains and then punches it in the goal line after Pollard did all the gritty work. And yeah, that's all I expected out of Zeke. rambling around like fair. a monster. Like, I, I expected yeah. Zeke to just be Marion Barber. Like I don't know. I don't didn't expect much out of him. Wow, Felix, Jones, Felix Jones over here and Marion Barber. Yeah, exactly. Just toting the rock, just putting his head down, getting four yards, five yards, and touchdowns. Like, that's all I want. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to see with confidence. Eight straight games of a score for sure. Yeah. yeah starting yeah. Gallup or Noah Brown. Noah Brown's been all right. Noah Brown's, Brown's been pretty been consistent. He's been all season. Yeah. yeah. I actually feel more confident with Noah Brown than I do Dalton Schultz. Oh, yeah. I think at this point, Definitely. Dalton Schultz is a yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Throw. Although Dalton Schultz will come back and have that game he had two weeks ago, eight catches, 85, and two scores. You know what I Gallup mean? Gallup is a big touchdown or bust guy, though, but that's always kind of been his game. Yeah. Right. Three for he, six, guys, he, received, he received a lot of volume last year that I expected to turn into more volume, and it hasn't. Yeah. yeah. The only, uh, only receiver I'm trusting on the Cowboys is just City Lamb. Everybody else is kind of like too streaky. You never know which one's going to be. 88 yeah. on it, baby. CD's a fucking dog. Um, but just my thing, what's the what kind of final stat line do you see for Derrick Henry? I, I totally agree the game's gonna get out of hand. Um, do you see him getting his normal 20 touches? Oh yeah, he's getting 25 yeah. touches at least, and probably I'd say anywhere from 85 to 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Even if the game's as out of his hand as we all are predicting it to be, that's the thing. Like that's that's the thing. Like. This game can what, this game can get out of hand early. Like, what That's true, but like Tennessee's going to have to run through Derrick Henry. They have no other option. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it'll probably be what's what's it Hillman, their backup that keeps getting those receiving touchdowns. Yeah, Hilliard. Yeah, yeah, so he's he'll probably end up vulturing the touchdown. Henry getting like eighty-eight yards and two catches for fourteen yeah. yards. No touchdowns on IR. Uh, like that's my point. There's nobody else there. Like, what are you going to do, Robert Woods and Malik Willis? Like, who cares how many points they are down? They don't have any other options. They might like, not right? score a touchdown though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I can see him just getting 25 carries for, that's what I'm saying, anywhere from 85 to 100 yards. The touchdowns, I think he'll score a touchdown, but the passing work is where it's like, if Derrick Henry can get you three catches for, I don't know, 50 yards and a touchdown, then you're probably going to win your week, honestly, just because of all the rest of the volume that he's giving you. So, I don't know. I think Derrick Henry is a must-start, and he's going to get you – 18 to 25 fantasy points and you're going to be all right with their, having Derrick Henry as your running back one. So yeah, I'm not saying he's, he's drugged me to a fantasy championship yeah. uh, final this week. So I drafted him as my, as the second overall pick and everybody laughed that Jonathan Taylor went off the board and I took Derrick Henry and everybody was like, Oh God, Derrick Henry coming off a foot, a broken foot. I'm here in the championship. So Henry yeah. Robinson championship. Henry and Eckler. Um, yeah. So we're all in agreement. Dallas is obviously winning this game. No question. Oh yeah, for sure. If Tennessee somehow wins this game, I'll be blown away. I don't Dallas think this is game. Win, I don't think this game is because I need to win some games. Are you guys starting Dallas's defense, even though their defensive fantasy has not performed like it did in the first half of the year? Even though they got a juicy matchup against Malik Willis. Sure am. Mm, yes. Sure am. Yeah. Yeah. I trust Parsons and Diggs to get it done against that offense that has nothing. And yeah. would yards start, don't matter. So would you start Dallas against Tennessee or Philly against the Saints? Dallas. Uh, probably Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, give me Dallas. Just because like they're not gonna I don't see them scoring more than ten points to be honest with you. I just don't like I'd rather play in front of home crowd. That's the one thing Philly yeah. does have going for them home field. Um uh but I'll I'll take Dallas this week. Yes. I really do. Inexperienced. Yeah, I'm, still, um, I'm picking Tennessee because I need to make up some games on y'all motherfuckers. But <laughs> okay, bro, just thrown at this point. <laughs> I would have chose some other games. <laughs> no, give me Tennessee. Fuck it. I'm thinking Dallas. Anyway, before we do, did you ever? We'll finalize this, but did you ever get the final scores for last week? Because we all took the Chargers. The only game that flipped was the Packers Dolphins. It's me, you, and Trump. Just me, you, and AJ are all tired. Yeah, I'm just curious. I was just curious. I'll, right. I'll circle back. Because I, I had to steal it. Because I had to steal it. Let him get the math up. Let him cook. Let him cook. Um, He's cooking. He's starting James Cook this week. Oh. He's got to cook. I've been starting him the last three weeks. <laughs> I wrote it. I ride or die. That's my guy all off season, And he finally came through for me. How much you guys trust in Dak this week? Speaking of Thursday night, oh. he's been up and down with the with the ball security. Uh, yeah. Throwing the ball away. That's the only thing. That's the only thing is it was the ball security. I mean, elite completion percentage, you know, working the ball down the field. I mean, shit, he just hit T.Y. Hilton for a 50-yard 50 50-yard 50 strike this week too. I like that. Dak's here. Uh, like I said, the only thing that, you know, is a little concerning is the 10 interceptions in the games he's come back. That's the only thing. It's very concerning. It's not a little concerning. It's what's right, holding Dax, him back from being like an elite QB1. That's Dax never Dax never had a problem with ball security his whole career. 
I know, but I'm saying how comfortable are if Dak is your quarterback going into your fantasy matchup, I'm how very, comfortable are you with Dak going I'm into very comfortable, especially with Tennessee, especially with Tennessee being the thirtieth in the league against the pass. I think he carves this up like Swiss cheese. Yeah. I agree. I'm for it. I like Dak. I'm a big Dak guy, even though I'm a Giants fan. Just for the fantasy aspect of it. yeah, ten turnovers don't look great, but like it's only a matter of time for it behind him. I don't know why the ball was, either. I don't know why he doesn't get QB one love. He like, hasn't been running the ball the last two seasons, so it's not like this, you I know. know. That's a, but that's been my point. To be fair, I've been saying yeah. that since the offseason. He's, he's not running the ball, which is why I'm not in love with Dak as a right. fantasy. Outfit. But he's still a QB well, you one. Snap your ankle like that. I probably wouldn't run the ball either. To be honest with you, yeah. right? He's a pocket guy now for sure. I mean, still bona fide yeah. QB one though. He has to be. Absolutely is. He has. I would definitely feel comfortable. Quarterback one. Twice in the last five weeks, and it's been the last two weeks. So, just saying, hey, he's not a bona fide quarterback. I mean, but like the QBs you took in, in the QB one conversation going into the year, like you lose Kyler late, Stafford's look spotty. Russ was drafted as a QB one. Uh, no. I mean, granted, there's guys that are surprises, like obviously Jared Goff. Um, Kirk Shout Cousins. Out to anyone that drafted Russell Wilson high and still made it to the championship. True. Kirk no, Cousins, I had him pegged. I had him pegged top fourteen. I didn't have him pegged to be top seven. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. But he's Justin there. Jefferson's helped him out a lot. I mean, that's fine. He's that's got fun. him, yeah. It doesn't matter how he's helped, how he's been helped. He's right. And I had Trevor I had Trevor outside. I did have Trevor outside my QB one status. I did not. So balling. Absolutely balling. Had him as my QB ten. But also, too, you drafted Rodgers QB as a QB one. You drafted Brady as a QB one. They they fallen out. I wasn't drafting Brady as a QB one. You're or Rodgers. You're so drunk. Who the, who the hell did Rodgers have the ball to throw to? Still You're to this day. Drunk. <laughs> All right. I think there was a lot of people not taking Rodgers as a quarterback one coming into this season. So Ryan, you lose your game. We are now tied. All three of us. There's a three-way tie. All three three of tie. That's what I was trying to say. We didn't have to Only do the math. Only and myself. Three-way yeah. tie. Three-way tie. Frankie coming in at nine and seven. Give me the Titans. Tighten, tighten up. <laughs> Frankie's just gonna look at our picks and just go exact opposite on on yeah, the majority. That's I'm coming in. My picks are last for the remainder of the year. Tighten up. I'm locking in Dallas. Delhi locking in Dallas. AJ, yeah, it was like an easy Thursday night pick them. I'm assuming, right. AJ, okay. you're going Dallas as well, correct? Absolutely. I hope they wear them gray uniforms. <laughs> All right, Deli, time to get to your time to get to your juicy takes. Let's do it. Um, we're going to start off with the 2023 rookie class. Ew. This is what this podcast is all about. It took us 30 minutes to get to this segment. This is what people came here for. Let's do it, Dynasty, boys. baby. This one class. Last one last thing. Good. Just to circle back, Frankie, you got you're down by eight games with two weeks <laughs> left. Let's go. We had to get them all back this week. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. Twenty twenty three rookie class. This class is pegged to be a special, special class. All, right. I mean, we can all go back to the twenty seventeen class, and we all know how special that class was. Um, but let's do this. We're going to talk about five tonight. 
Um, consensus between all of us, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. I botch that every time. You um, did a good job. That was good. Great. That was perfect. JSN for short. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, uh, we never answered this question in our group chat. I have Jordan Addison as my wide receiver one in this class. Consensus has JSN, so we're going to stick with JSN. Um, let's do it. 1-1 one, one of this class. All of us, I'm assuming we're going to agree, depending on your need at quarterback, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, yeah I mean, unless you're absolutely desperate for a quarterback, that's the – Bijan is – I feel like the Dynasty community in general has been waiting for Bijan to come out since his freshman year. Yeah, you I can't pass on Bijan either. I don't care if you're quarterback needy, wide receiver needy. Right. I don't – I don't care what you need. You don't pass on Bijan. Bijan's special. Yeah. Bijan, I mean, even like Frankie said, he stole the words right out of my mouth. If you're QB needy, still take a Bijan. You could yeah. flip him for a quarterback and a running back. I guarantee it if you did want to go that route. But be smart. Don't overthink it. Take Bijan. Yeah. But don't trade him either. If you draft Bijan, you trade anybody else that you have to fix your team. You don't trade Bijan. Mm. Like, that man is different. Like I feel like all the hyperbole that Chalmers did on his boy Brees. last offseason, Brees Hall. Yeah, thanks. I forgot his name because he's not that special. But I feel like all, all the hype that Chalmers had for Brees Hall is exactly what you should feel for Bijan, like tenfold. Yeah, he's, he's the best so running back prospect since Saquon. Sure. I think he's better. I think he's better than Saquon. I think I, say, I think he's a better running back prospect. I don't know about all prospect that. Prospect than Saquon, but that's just me. I well, you're the past eight guy, so him. just Bijan. Bijan isn't as special as Saquon in the receiving game. That's for sure. Well, I mean, that's a different story. We talking about pure runner. Bijan's absolutely pure runner. Yeah, Saquon's, a, Saquon's a fucker. Saquon was a fucking animal as well. But we're, we're gonna here to debate Saquon and Bijan. You're a Penn State fan. You're gonna be biased. That's okay. I'm not Bijan. <clears throat> Bijan okay. looks great. He's got like 20 touchdowns this year. 20 total touchdowns in the game. He's an absolute beast. There's yeah. no there's no weakness in his game. There's I'm not no here weakness. to start a conversation about Saquon versus Bijan. No, I'm, I'm just saying facts here. <laughs> no, I'm saying there's no weakness in Bijan's game. If there was yeah, any no. critique, it would, it would, if there's any critique, it would be his usage in the receiving game. That's it. He's special. Yeah, but that quarterback situation in Texas has been garbage since Colt McCoy, so Mm, Ewing is nice. He has Quinn Ewers. He's a stud. Is Ewers a stud? Is that what we're doing? Yes. He's a okay. stud. I am 100% on board with that. I like Quinn him. Ewers is a dog. I, I'm a fan. Ewers, Ewers looked okay. I don't think he's looked like we're a stud watch a different tape. That okay. was different. You must have watched a tape that Oklahoma made. Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because Ewers isn't It started off like this. I, Ewers just hasn't done go, anything to go back, I think he's good. And go back and I watch that early Bama tape. He was shredding Bama. Shredding Bama. Why do I have to watch the early part of it? Why can't I watch the whole part of it? What happened after the early part? Demolished by Will Anderson. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Well, Will Anderson's also potentially the one on one this year in, in <laughs> real life. So but yeah. anyway. Um, no, for real. You are got you guys are right. He is you know, when I'm looking at it, the best running back prospect I've seen since Saquon. Right. Um, what I fucking said. Yeah. He. Do you think he goes top 10? No. Uh, he should. Uh, but I think he should, but I don't he think won't. he will. 
I'm going to say... see him sliding to like 20, 30 range in there. You don't, I don't think see Arizona, it. Atlanta, or Vegas would take him in the top 10? Dude, Philly's if Atlanta lying, does. Vegas, then... I think Vegas would be an interesting one if they move on from Josh Jacobs. If I Atlanta think Philly... takes a running back after taking a tight end and a wide receiver, then the, the fucking organization should be disbanded. I think the, I think Philly takes him if New Orleans pick ends in the top 10. Uh, I think Arizona's a sneaky, sneaky spot. I agree. I agree with you also. I do think Bijan goes top 10. I do. I would love to see it. I mean, you know, yeah, I, mean, often. I think the only two notable ones is what Saquon and Zeke, who have been taken. And uh, Gurley. Fournette. Fournette. And Gurley. Gurley yeah. went top 10. Could you Gurley see top 10. Oh, another spot, Tennessee? Yeah. Nah. I right now, they got the left. 11th pick in the draft. I don't know how much is left on Henry's contract. That comes into play as well. Yeah, but Tennessee needs help on that offensive line and at receiver way more than they need a running back. They literally and have their secondary. Their secondary blows. They can get a wide receiver in the free agency. Okay, and then draft another one. They they why would they waste a top twenty pick on a running back when they have Derrick Henry and though that whole offense has nothing other than Derrick Henry. I mean they spent that pick on God himself, according to uh Chalmers and Traylon Burks, let him develop. Okay, I think exactly. another wide receiver. He would talk you better believe in Traylon Burks. That's who they gave up AJ Brown for. <laughs> yeah, they have to. I mean you can't give up on the man Traylon. already. Um, yeah, but Bijan's—he's like blue chip prospect. Like, yeah, he's different. Clear one one, potentially like the last workhorse in the NFL. Because you've seen a lot of these teams go to like two different running backs, or like one gadget guy and one like pure runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're looking at one of the last workhorses world I'll ever see, potentially. But I mean, we'll see. I think it's a. I think the running back spot's a dying position in today's football game. Yeah, he's he's one that you can get really excited about. Um, yeah. In between the tackles, he's explosive. Outside, he can bounce it. Um, he your QB is going to stand upright. He is great in pass protection. Um, pass catcher. They don't utilize him that much, but he still averages right. yeah. yards of reception. Right. Uh, like I said, I'm running. I, I think there's a lot to be yeah. a lot to be. You know. Chalmers, you can't sit here and be like, oh, Brees Hall was exciting as a pass catcher and then not get excited about Bijan. Brees Hall didn't have that much passing work coming out of Iowa State, and you thought he was going to be Matt Forte. You can't sit here and be like, oh, Bijan's special. I still say Brees Hall is Matt Forte. There's no, I don't understand why this no is. No denying it. No, what so you, then what are, you, what are you giving pushback on Bijan? I don't understand it. Because I will, I will stand by you and say that Brees Hall is a better pass catcher than Bijan Robinson. I stand on that. There's no question about that. His, I feel like his, this is coming more from the Saquon is better than Bijan. No, it's actual. not. I have, I have not said one bad thing about about Bijan's take yet. All I said was there's a lot to be desired when it comes to the receiving work. That's it. As a runner, you don't need receiving work. He's going to rush for 1,500 yards and get 12 touchdowns his rookie year. I have no. I have no hate towards the guy. I literally say he's my one one. No right. hate. No, my thing it is sounds like a lot of negative hate. things are coming out about him from you this segment. Yeah, you're saying, saying you're you're all saying I said was his receiving work, work, his receiving work has something to be desired. That's it. Okay, but you got on this same exact show and we're talking about how Brees Hall was going to be Matt Forte, but now you're sitting here telling the same exact people, oh, Bijan needs a lot of work is a thing you just said. I said his receiving work has some things to be desired. 
that that doesn't sound like he's a project at the position. He's not Derrick Henry. He's, you know, what I mean, he's, that's not that bad. He's not that it, bad. It sounds like you're saying he needs project. So let's move on to the next player. Um, Bryce Young consensus one two. I'm assuming everybody agrees with that. Yep. Um, if you're taking, never mind. We'll get to that later. Yeah, Bryce. Does this not worry you at all? No, size because I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of undersized. He's a little undersized. Probably, I, I like him. I'm a big fan of him. I'm not, yeah, he, I'm, let's clear well, that. He's six, he's six foot even. Yeah, he's a little They short. say he's six foot. They, you know okay. what I mean? Some people say 5'11", some say six. But I've seen a lot of short QBs succeed in the league. And I've also seen short QBs succeed in the league with not as a desired arm talent as, Bre- as Bryce Young. Bryce Young has the arm talent. And he's a special arm talent. He can make any throw on the field yeah, at yeah. any time. That's I mean, Bryce Young's arm talent is special. And he's a playmaker. I think that's what's kind of important. Like, I think the short quarterback thing only is a problem if you can't get outside of the pocket because the short thing is you can't see over your offensive linemen because you're short and they're big. But if you can get outside the pocket, then it doesn't really matter if you can't see past the offensive linemen because you're not behind the offensive linemen anymore. So I think Bryce's young ability to create inside and outside of the pocket, plus, like Chalmers said, his arm talent, I think there's not. I, the room for error there is pretty great. I think he's going to be a special talent at at the quarterback position just because I'm all for it. the playmaking. I've been got. on I've been on Bryce Young for a long time now. Same. I'm no stranger to him. He's yeah he's a, he's an animal. He's with twenty seven five this year. I think he's um, going to be fun in Houston. Yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah, we still bring a little bit of life to the organization, kind of like when they had uh, you know first name now but Deshaun Watson. But, yeah, Prime no. Watson was fun in Houston. And yeah. I think Bryce Young can do yeah. a lot of the same stuff that Prime Watson did in Houston. Sure. Just a little yeah. bit shorter. Yeah. And the thing about it, too, you can see, like, the way he moves in the pocket. His pocket presence and his ability to move and move around the pocket, feel the pocket collapse, like, is top tier. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah, and that's a lot to look at in a prospect is their pocket Absolutely. presence. And then their ability, their ability to step out of the pocket and still make the same plays. And I think he has – both those things. On top of that, he's got a real zip on his ball. So I I love yeah. it. Saban yeah. constantly mentions his pocket presence. He's always aware. He always knows where everybody's at on the field. He doesn't really make terrible decisions. I feel like a lot of his interceptions are more on the receiver than himself, actually. Um, obviously, the receivers don't get faulted for that, but he, he, he's really good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, what sixty-seven percent completion percentage this year? That's yeah. crazy. It's monster. Yeah. The yeah. only other the question that people like most people will say is like, is it the product of an Alabama system? You playing with so much talent around you, or is it the real product of what this kid can be? Um, I think that's I, fair. There hasn't been too many great Alabama quarterbacks that have come out. Like, no. name one actually that's been. Even that played, played well, Hurts and Tua took a little bit, a little bit, but they, they've come on. Yeah, yeah. We get Hurts gets Bama. He doesn't get Oklahoma. I'm just asking. I give, I give him Bama. Going to Heisman yeah. in Oklahoma, the national championship. I give him Oklahoma. Bama. I don't think he's. I give him the national title. Yeah. I think he's split. Um, I'm, I'm good with either way, but I, I think, I think Bryce Young can beat the mold of, is it a Bama system product or is he? Just this legit. I have no problem, no problem saying that. I think Bryce Young is going to be a slam dunk in the NFL. 
Do you see the same situation like with like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? It takes a little bit of time for them to get to the NFL level, and it takes like a season for him to like get adjusted. I think, I think you're going to depend on the system that he gets into. Like he right. can't go into like a West Coast drop back, hit your back foot and throw the ball. Like he's talented enough for that, but he's like we said, he's six foot tall, and if he gets back there with an offensive line that's full of six three dudes that are three hundred pounds, like those reads are just a lot tougher. So it's going to, he's not going to look as good, but if you can right. get him into a coaching staff that can design rollouts and RPOs and things like that to take advantage of his mobility, then I think it's the sky's the limit for the kid. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not going to be loving Smith. So I hope they get I was going to say, which Houston isn't exactly the, yeah. the cream of the crop in terms of where you want your quarterback to go to develop, but We'll see. They Houston's no stranger to firing a coach after one year, so we'll see if they keep Lovey or move on. Well, they need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, not gonna have a case I'm not going to have a case this was a bridge black coach. coaches back to back, but I agree. Bridge coach, Lovey. Yeah, yeah Lovey was a perfect bridge coach. You know, give a veteran coach in there, get some of these young guys look at something. Houston's smart. They knew they weren't going anywhere this year. Lovey Smith was a good coach to bring in this year. I'm They're sure going a lot of in three years. Huh. They're not going anywhere in the next three years, so why does it matter who's there? I'll tell you what, though. The best thing about Houston, a lot of money to spend. A lot. That is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. I think this turnaround can happen quicker than we probably anticipate. With a valuable trade ship in Brandon Cooks. It's not going to take It's not going to take just one season, though. They need a couple seasons to adjust. Yeah. No, no. I'll give it. It's I'll not going to happen right away. I really they have to hit on their top two picks. Yeah, they're, they're they're destined to get two top twelve picks, and they have to hit on them for sure. They, they, they hit on Stingley last year. Stingley's yep. been great for them. They hit on That's Stingley pretty and much they hit their on only Pierce. blue chip. Yeah, they hit on Damian. That was a great. That was a great. Yep, they hit on later. Pierce. Yep, but um, they they got to address the new line. They got to see what they got. Mechie both lines. Yeah, we'll see what they have. See what they got. Mechie back. Mechie. Um, Nico Collins. Yeah, well, Davis Mills ago. sucks. They're gonna have to get a free agent receiver, I think, to give them a little bit, I think. a little bit, a little bit of help, which is probably well, gonna happen. Too much been money. Really good for them, so that's good. Their offensive line at least has a cornerstone because Lyle Collins has been really good. Yeah, yeah, why can't they? Why can't they draft? Why can't they draft a wide receiver at twelve? That's true too. We'll see how this I plays can. out. Lyle Collins. Or not Lyle Collins. Who's their left tackle? He's on the Bengals. Lyle Collins? Lyle Collins just went down for the Bengals. I was about to say, he was on ACL, MCL. Tunsil, that's who it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tunsil, old gas mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was one of them left tackles that got drafted recently. Yeah. Sorry. Like I said, a a lot of money to spend. That's that's the beauty of Houston. Um, If anyone. This is where I I become conflicted. Who do you guys have at one three? Yeah, I was going to say, what are you guys sitting at for three? I got Gibbs. I have Gibbs. Gibbs. I have Gibbs as well. I actually have Gibbs at two, personally. My personal uh-huh. reference. Oh. I have Gibbs at three. I, I, yeah, think, I, got, I think Gibbs is at three, but I think Bryce Young is. All of my, I have my, my little list in front of me. Gibbs is three for me. Gibbs yeah. is just getting overshadowed because of B. John. Gibbs is going to be a blue chip as well. He is a stud. Like that boy is quick. He's elusive. He's strong. Yeah. He'll run right through you. He'll run around you. I love Gibbs. I, I love Gibbs too. And I just, I, I think he's going to be special. I just, again, I think it's more of a needs based thing. And 
a lot of the leagues we're in nowadays are super flex, especially dynasty. They're a lot of them are trending towards super flex. So having that quarterback position tied up is super important and running backs are a little fickle. So that's just where I, I not that's disagreeing true. with you in terms of Gibbs, that's just the positional value is where I'd have young over Gibbs in this position. But right. I think Gibbs is, is he's, <laughs> you can't bring him down on first contact. He's explosive. Once he finds the hole, like he it's, he's a special kid, but again, just give me young over or Gibbs, but seeing Gibbs in that offense has been, very special. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to have a better landing spot than Bijan will. And he just kind of reminds me of Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's just, he's so strong. He stays low, but he just runs right past you at the same time. He is strong. Right. Like, but on top of the strength comes the elusiveness. Like it's nice I was going to say, Frank, you said it, man. He's got the ability. Once he hits that hole, man, he's out of there. And <laughs> there's not really anybody that's going to, you know what I mean? Gibbs it's is going to get like 10 touchdowns cannonball. every year. No, you can have a hard time. You can have a hard time bringing him down. That's his ten, ten, 10 rushing touchdowns for Gibb a year is going to be every. That's what you're going to get. It doesn't remind me of him, but it just the the way he hits the hole reminds me of Aaron Foster. Just like he sees that bitch and he explodes right through it. Like there is no like hesitation. Yeah. He doesn't do that Le'Veon Bell bullshit where he's dancing behind the line. It's just like. Oh shit! There's a hole. I'm gone. I'm and if you're getting right. my way, I don't care. I'm running through you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But his like his receiving work, like his route tree that he can run as a running back, is so unique. Like he's so specific. Like what he can do, it's crazy. He reminds me of a Le'Veon type receiver. How good Le'Veon was out of the backfield, line him up at wide receiver. You could do those things with him. Like he's his game is so versatile. Like he will translate to a great NFL running back. AJ is correct. This dude can fucking ball. I like you said, Bijan. He gets overlooked, but I don't think he should at all. Right? Yeah, I think Gibbs can be what DeAndre Swift was supposed to be. <laughs> that's fair. Fuck Jamal. I man. think that's very fair. Um, I think Swift can still be what Swift was supposed to. Yeah, be. Yeah, well, if I mean, can, yeah, if he can stay fucking healthy, he can't. Stay I own Swift in a few leagues, and it's it's hard. I, man. I honestly don't think Deuce Staley's a big fan of him. I mean, you've seen that's it in fair. Hard Knocks if you watch it. Like he was tighter with Jamal Williams than he was. With I was gonna say they fucking love Jamal Williams in that. The whole building. Detroit Lions fucking coaching staff loves Jamal Williams, bro. Yeah, yeah. Man's got um, like twelve one yard touchdowns. Yeah, it's gotta be. Mm, mm, that's gotta be some kind of record. But nonetheless, yeah, Jameer. Not to stray off the subject, Jameer Gibbs. Um, yeah, I'm in, and I'm not even one to like sit here and highly tout running backs because I'm mainly based of run a receiver guy. So the fact okay. I got two running backs over any receiver says a lot. That's why, that's why I love this class, baby. <laughs> um now I'm gonna I'm gonna say you guys, I think there's a tier break now. These are this is your oh, tier one. Sure. Now we're going to tier two. Like I truly believe these are your three prize gems of this class. Um <laughs> This is torn between me because I I don't know whether to go Stroud here or, like you said, we're going to talk consensus, go Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Um, so I'm going to be honest with you before we even get to these two guys. These are two guys I'm not, like, super high on. Like, I like Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, but he, like, to me, he projects to be, like, Tyler Boyd, which isn't a bad player, but if we're talking fantasy – 
I just don't <clears throat> I don't see Jackson Smith and Jigma being like this world beating talent. Like again, I think he's good, but he's always played next to guys who I think are world beating talents and Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., Chris Olave. Like he's never had to actually perform to the level of those guys. And Stroud just I don't know. I, I, again, Ohio State quarterbacks never really get me too excited, but this one in particular, he just he misses a lot of throws that you think he should make, especially with talent around him. Um, just kind of underachieved, especially this year. I'm not a huge Stroud guy. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I, listen, I've been wrong on a few wide receivers over the last two years, but again, if he turns out to be Tyler Boyd, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I I don't know. I I haven't dug into this class enough to say that there's somebody necessarily better than him right now, but eh, I'll take a I'll take a pass on Jackson Smith and Jigba at the top of the draft like that. That's, so, see, that's where we're gonna have a break in opinions, Frankie. Because I'll go on my tangent about Jackson Smith. I'm gonna let you guys talk about CJ Stroud if you want to kick that off. I don't have much to say about Stroud. I hate Ohio State quarterbacks. So if you guys have anything positive to say. <laughs> How about it? Yeah. Well, you know I don't have anything positive the, to say. Yeah, the guy you're talking to the guy wearing the Michigan polo. Yeah. I mean, Stroud just hasn't impressed me. This when, year. When, yeah. when is the NFL going to learn that these quarterbacks are not successful in the NFL at throwing the ball? Justin Fields is successful at running the ball. Outside of that, he has not been successful. He's not winning games. He's not passing the ball well. He's running the shit out of the ball. He's doing a tremendous job at that. He's probably going to set the record for most rushing yards by a quarterback ever. Um, more power to you. That's not winning your games. That's why you have the second pick in the draft. Right. Now, C.J. Stroud, like Frankie said, he misses people he should not be missing. He's got Marvin Harrison Jr. there, who is going to be my 101 when he comes out. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, don't over, Caleb, over Caleb Williams, one hundred percent. Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. is legit. I hate to say that about that. any Ohio State player. That dude is going to be record. He's a Hall of Famer right now. Don't care. That dude is legit. If we're you haven't watched him, then you need to go watch him because the dude is bro, an absolute. I love player. Marvin Harrison Jr. We're talking about Caleb Williams, bro. Don't care. He's, he's going to be that year's Bijan of the wide receivers. But um, circle back, C.J. Stroud is not a great passer. He's not good with his legs. He's not going to be successful in the NFL. He's going to go to a terrible landing spot, such as probably Atlanta. Sorry. He's probably going to go to Atlanta early in the draft, and he's not going to turn out good. Jackson's I'd rather have a, a guy like Will Levis or I like Levis. Richardson. I'd rather have Richardson or Levis over Stroud. And I don't think Richardson necessarily is as ready for the NFL as maybe Stroud is right now. But I think Richardson can develop a lot more and has the ability to, again, playmake until he's ready to develop. I think Anthony Richardson can do exactly what Justin Fields is doing right now. Right. And he has a stronger arm. But for Jackson Smith and Jigba, I saw a comparison that I I can't get out of my head, which is Doug Baldwin. He is not (laughs) the biggest man in the world, but he kind of plays strong. But Doug Baldwin Mm -hmm. was never that wide receiver one. He was always in wide receiver 12 to 24 range. But you loved having Doug Baldwin on your team because you knew he was a baller. He'd get you, you know, 
six for 83, throwing a touchdown here and there. I think he was, he was a good wide receiver. Good call. He just plays so much slot. Like, he's always in the slot. So, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, he's about to come into the NFL and just tear you guys apart. Like, he's but a slot guy, which is good. He's good. Like, it's good to be a really good slot wide receiver in the NFL and in fantasy football. It's just I don't project that guy to come into the league and be really, really good like he's projected to be. I expect him to be good. Again, Tyler Boyd, Doug Baldwin, I think those are really fair comparisons. And I think if he ends up being a player of that caliber – then the team who drafts him would be really happy, but I don't think you're going to be happy with it in terms of fantasy football. Right, especially at the 104 to 105. Right. Um, but, when there's other... Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah. I will say this. There's a couple of things that really stand out to me about Jackson. Okay, go ahead, Jackson. Oh, what the fuck? Don't steal my thunder. I got fucking... I just want to say a couple of things. Um, I do yeah, say yeah, that... Tell you... me, tell... You're tell me about... how you remind you of Marquise Brown. No, you're talking about you playing. You're playing in an offense with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. That's fine. That's cool. I do want to go back to 2021 though, and bring up the fact that he did lead Ohio State's receiving core in yardage and receptions in 2021. 95 so, catches, 1600 yards in the LB, yeah. Garrett Wilson um, and Chris Olave. Um, come, he had 365 it, yards and three touchdowns against Utah. And Garrett, and Garrett Wilson to me is an elite route runner. Um, he he even came out himself and said that. Jackson Smith and Jigba's routes, you know, he, they compare you to each other as like one of the best route runners on the team. His teammate, what do you want him to say? I don't know, that dude's trash. I mean, you got to understand this. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't draft him high. I'm saying this. He he has he has a good he has a good game. I mean, he's he's the only thing that I can say is is like he's not the fastest receiver, he's not the biggest receiver, but he's deceptive. He's played a lot of his career in the slot. But there are some things I like about his game. He is very strong. You know, he has an 80% career uh, catch rate. He's got he great to... hands and he runs good routes. Right. So we're, we're what we need somewhere. So, so why right. why can't he be what Jerry Judy is? Jerry Judy was the man at Alabama when he was surrounded with all those other wide receivers. Look at him in the NFL. I, mean, I, just, I listen. I'm Jerry not Judy saying that there's anything wrong with. Having good hands and running good routes, I think that's very important. But I think that describes like 85% of the wide receivers in the NFL. That's how you get to the NFL is by having good hands and running good routes. Like, or you're right. an athletic freak. Like, you, there's only so many profiles you could fit into as an NFL wide receiver. Yeah, you have good hands, you run routes, or you're an athletic freak. Like, those are typically the three, three things they peg you as. I will <laughs> say this. Like I told you, he's not my one one oh one at the wide receiver position. I do think there's some things about his games that stand out that you can like. I don't think there's anything that he particularly excels at that makes him stand out in this wide receiver class. But I'm not going to steal Delhi's thunder. I just wanted to point out a couple of things that I noticed when I watched him and, you know, some things that I liked. But, Delhi, this is your guy, so I'm going to let you go ahead and I'm going to let you say some things. Yeah, I'll die on this hill with Jason. He's definitely my wide receiver one. I mean, say what you want about Jordan Addison, but listen, he's got the Heisman winner throwing him the ball. And he and Caleb Williams throws an accurate ball. All Addison has to do is catch it. He's going. <laughs> watch this, watch this tape. How many balls are thrown to Jordan Addison inaccurately? He was pretty good with Kenny, too. CJ Stroud's being talked about in the top five. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. I mean, have good quarterback. Just wait till Scott gets to the league, and you'll 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 figure it out. But look, like I saw these stats the end of last season, and they have never left my brain. Um, as far as he had a ninety-one point two PFF grade, and listen, I don't love PFF, right? 
they're not my favorite people in the world. But you can back up that stat. Check notes had 142.1 passer rating when targeted, and that tells me three things. One, he's catching that ball. Like Steven said, he's got 80% catch percentage. He's making big plays, and he's scoring touchdowns. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, he's great with the ball in his hands. His feet are electric. Like, watch the tape. Watch his feet when he's running the ball. He's got quick feet. And like I said, he's got the strength behind him. I mean, I think he profiles as an NFL guy, and I think he could translate pretty well given the right – like, if he lands in Los Angeles with Herbert, I think he becomes a star almost immediately. Yeah, now, I think that's a trap because Los Angeles needs somebody that can stretch the field. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's a lot of things, but he's not a burner. I'll tell you what, he's right? a slot. Like, and he could be a great slot behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Yeah, but that offense – I, I'm not saying that it would be a bad fit. I'm just right. – Well, just an example. I mean, like if he lands with a good no, quarterback, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see him thrive. He's only, he's only shown one year of college of good tape. He's only had one year to show. He had like, freshman year. What, what are you supposed to – I mean, a lot of the so many stuff that you hear is a lot of like, oh, in 2021. And it's kind of just like, mm-hmm. well – that's cool, but like he also played football in 2022. So like, what did he do this year that is so impressive, especially on a team that had such high expectations coming into the season? Like, I feel like he's one of the reasons that that team didn't achieve. Between him and Stroud underachieving this year, that offense, like, it, I think you're going to look back and be like, oh my god, that team had Marvin Harrison Jr. on it, and they weren't successful. Like, they didn't win the Big Ten. Like. Didn't right. make it to the college football playoff. What happened there? He played in three Where games. Smith has also been injured for most of the season. He's only played three he played games. Three games and got five catches. Yeah. Let me say what you want. I mean, I just think he's, you know, preserve himself and just go into the draft. I mean, you can't – I mean, say what you want. Sure, he hasn't looked great this season, but you can't take away tape. I mean, it's not like he's a completely different yeah. guy. People have injuries year in, year out, and they come back the same way. I was, like I said, I mean, sure, he could bust and be a Jerry Judy. Or I would honestly take a Doug Baldwin or Tyler Boyd. You know what I mean? That, that wouldn't be a bad thing for me. I agree. I think Man. that ceiling is more realistic than the ceiling that right. like, well, I'm not saying he's going to end up like Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson no, or no, any yeah. of these guys, but I don't expect any receiver in this class to end up like those guys. So it's like. Right. This is running backs and quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 Um, we did talk very negatively about CJ Stroud, so I do want to throw some things. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I know the mold; it stands out. I know I get it. I do want to throw some things out there that do stand out about him. He does have the NFL size. Uh, I do think he has the NFL caliber arm. He has elite zip on the ball. He can throw the ball. He is a pocket QB. Uh, today's you're describing game, describing Zach Wilson right now. Everything you just said was a Zach Wilson draft He's type trade. You're, you're describing every other Ohio State quarterback. Too. <laughs> that too, yeah. but like legitimately, like realistically, like, realistically, this dude Zach Wilson got drafted on. Realistically, this dude is the second best QB in the class. I I'm not taking Will Levis. I'm sorry, I'm not. Um, gonna he is going to go one five to one seven in any Superflex draft. He is relevant. Got to have some some positive things to say as well. Um, mm. Go ahead, say him. All you've said was draftable traits. You didn't name anything good about him. You just said he was tall and was. What did on a he good do team. against the better defenses in college this year? He struggled. He did mightily. He did. 
completion percentage dropped under, completion percentage dropped under sixty percent to be exact. Um, that's that when is he was crazy. under pressure, it was embarrassing. Like he had like a thirty percent completion percentage when under pressure. Like you very, think the teams in the NFL are just going to be like, oh man, this guy's struggling under pressure. Let's just send four people I, at him. I and, don't. I wouldn't be shocked if you see him slide in the draft. Honestly, nah, with Indy there, and he's not sliding past Indy. I don't think. I don't think Le- Levy's is going to slide. Why? I see. I don't see Will Levis going. You top can't top. see the Colts going. A lot of let, me get, let me get the oldest quarterback in the NFL, and we'll take an offensive lineman. Fuck it. I'd try, I'd rather have Hendon Hooker than CJ Stroud at this point. Like, don't I don't I want CJ Stroud. I can't I say that. either. I don't I want either of those two quarterbacks, but I don't want CJ. Like, the reason I don't want CJ Stroud is a you have to pay so much to get him. At least with Hendon Hooker. You're drafting him in the third or fourth round, probably. You already drafted some guys that are going to help your team. And then Hooker is a guy that you're taking a flyer on. With C.J. Stroud, you're spending a first-round pick on a guy who, what, if he gets a little bit better, his ceiling is what? I don't know. Sam Darnold. Thank you. Like I was trying to think of a terribly mid-quarterback. Sam Darnold is, is what I think he could hope to be. But I just... I don't see C.J. Stroud being a successful NFL quarterback. He he does not handle pressure well, and he's his accuracy just fluctuates wildly whenever he's under pressure and just generally. I don't draft the Ohio State quarterbacks, period. So he's off my boards across all yeah. boards. I don't, I don't care. You know, history repeats itself, and damn sure it does with Ohio State quarterbacks. Yep. Say what you want about Justin Fields, but the only reason he's fancy love is because of his legs. He's not doing it through the air at all. He has not looked good throwing the ball either. That's the thing. Like people keep trying to compare him to Hurts. Because he's I know not people good. keep trying he's to compare him to Hurts, and it's like Hurts is developing. You can see the improvements that Hurts has made. You can Hertz see the improvements that guys not. like Lamar has made. When you watch Fields, it's like what has he gotten better at in terms of throwing the football since he's gotten to the league? You can't see it at all. Given yeah, he exactly. almost has the worst receiver situation in the Giants, but nonetheless, he's still not he's he's throwing the ball. It's not like the most accurate balls being thrown in the first place. Right. They've at least tried. Down. They've gone out and got guys like Claypool. Like again, that's not Bro. like a stud, but they've at least thrown assets at it. Like you can't even say that about the Ravens. <laughs> they haven't done anything. The best one on one. I will be honest with you. Their their protection up front is fucking abysmal. That's awful. I feel bad for ever draft CJ Stroud. Yes. I hope the, the Lions Lions don't do it. I think the Lions are going to rock with Goff. I think Lions rock with Goff, but if I could see them doing some dumb shit and dropping the quarterback, I really could. I could see the Lions doing some dumb shit like rocking with Goff. Like, what has that ever gotten anybody? That's great. Goff's been to a Super Bowl and he's balling this year. He's been to a Super Bowl. They they put weapons around Goff and they got a top five offense this year. He has been to a Super Bowl. What did that do for the Colts? He is balling at Ford Field. He looks pretty. He looks pretty bad on the road. I do want to point that out. Because he's Jared Goff. <laughs> I'm not saying Jared Goff's spectacular, but I'm saying I'd rather Jared have Goff's a top sixteen crowd. Top sixteen. <laughs> yeah, but you can. Dra- I'd rather draft somebody than give Jared Goff a contract extension for a top. The only quarterback I want over him is Bryce Young out of this draft. I would take him over Will Levis. I don't think that's unfair. You're not going to catch an argument out of me on that. But at the I'm same not time, 100% I don't, I don't want Jared Goff. I'm not sold on Will Levis. Either. I think Will Levis is locked in as a Colt. <laughs> that sounds See, I, right. think, I think that's Stroud. I think Stroud I think, falls. 
I think he falls to a team that already has a quarterback and he's going to sit. I can see Stroud falling to the Raiders. <laughs> it's actually fitting. <laughs> they deserve if it. If he falls to the Raiders, then he's going to start because their car is about to be in Green Bay next year. Aaron Rodgers is about to be in Miami. Damn. Hey, let's not get into that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a landing. I got some takes. I got some takes for the offseason. We'll do, we'll do a prediction, a landing prediction pod. Yeah, we got a couple more podcasts to cover some rookies. We got to get at least oh, 50 we got plenty. This class yeah. is loaded. I can't oh, wait. Oh, it's dynasty season, baby. Let's go. Yeah, it's dynasty season. Um, Top, you know, consensus top five we got to talk about tonight, boys. Um, Next podcast, you know, we'll probably knock out five to seven more prospects. Uh, we're just strictly – it's dynasty talk now. Um. We Maybe are all draft on. strategy moving forward as well. Yeah, some draft strategy as well. Some of these picks. Uh, you are going to have to give up your soul to get the one one this year in in your dynasty drafts. So. Yeah, wrap oh, things you up. Do you any... guys can cost for one one this year for Bijan, or is it kind of just like if you have one one, go get one oh two, which is a lot cheaper, <laughs> and settle for Gibbs. That's You'll actually really good. You'll love yourself. I was going to say, that's actually really good advice. My advice was going to be if you haven't already traded for the 1-1, at this point, you're probably not going to be able to afford it. And if you can't afford it, it's not going to be something – your team's not going to be competitive the following year yeah. if you Bro. trade for Bijan. Bro, shout out to <laughs> Dustin. That man in AJ's league has 1-1, 1-2, 1-4, 1-6, 1-7. <laughs> shout out to fucking Dustin. That Gotta team make sure. That team is about to be rebuilt. Um, but anyway, congr- uh, good luck this week, boys. A lot of us are in the fantasy championships. A lot on the line. Good luck. It's been a hell of a good year. Good luck to everybody out there in the fantasy championship. Good luck to That's everybody. I hope you made it to your championship. If not, I hope, you, I hope you take our advice. If not, <laughs> tune in to our podcast next year. We're here for you, baby. Delhi and Freaky. You guys are in a league outside of our normal general football community. Good luck. Bring it home. We're going to hold it down. Hold it down. And go blue this Saturday, 4 o'clock. Tune in. Hey, go blue. I'm with it. I I want Georgia to win another championship. I'll never say that. I promise TCU will not beat Georgia if they get past us. (laughs) (laughs) They fuck Michigan. I'm actually rooting for Ohio State to beat Georgia so we can smack Ohio State again. That's not happening. Hmm. Georgia's running it back, boys. Yeah, probably, but go Michigan. That's right. Go Michigan. What the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I, I'm a Florida fan. What do you want me to be like? Yeah, fucking stupid ass bulldog. I don't know. I don't even fucking know what. Oh, no. root for the root say. for the underdog, bro. Root for TCU. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck oh, no. Michigan is an underdog. Georgia is the favorite, so everybody else is an underdog. Georgia's going to be favored by twelve or more points against. <laughs> yeah, us. like you I don't understand, man. How does anybody root for blue? Fuck the big blue, man. You're a pig. We're the in the after show. You guys, yeah. thanks for listening. Appreciate you yeah. guys. Uh, we'll be here next week to talk about some more rookies. Yep. See you guys. Deuces. Hug your loved ones.